0: Hey, it's Tim Benz of Breakfast with Benz, the Trib Live, and the Pittsburgh Steelers Football Network. Be sure to check out my podcast, The Pittsburgh CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all the Pittsburgh teams. If you're from Pittsburgh or a fan of any Pittsburgh sports teams and want to become a sharper, better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Pittsburgh CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is the Pittsburgh CityCast with Tim Benz, presented by BetRivers.
0: Many times during this podcast, brought to you by BetRivers, download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Back in August, when the Steelers were in training camp, when they were going through the preseason, Mark Madden and I talked about, well, what would the Steelers be during the regular season? What would their record be in the first 17-game campaign? And my sarcastic response was, well, 8-8-1, That way we could always say that Mike Tomlin still has never had a losing season. Uh, I thought I was kidding. Turns out I might be right because they got a tie against the awful Detroit Lions. Mark joins me right now back from his first week and returning to 105.9 The X. You can read him as well at Trib Live. And Mark, if there was a tie to be had somewhere, I didn't think it would come against the Lions. Even without Ben Roethlisberger available and Mason Rudolph in there instead due to coronavirus for Big Ben they still should have beaten the awful Detroit Lions at home.
1: Yeah, even given Ben being odd, even given guys like Watt and Hayden and the two starting guards leaving due to injury in mid-game, you still got to beat the 0-8 team. And the argument for the Steelers being a playoff team or even a contender for the AFC North title, lately it's been, well, look how bad these other teams are. Well, Baltimore might have lost to Miami, and Cleveland got crushed by New England. but the Steelers tied an O8 team. And that's worse than what happened to Baltimore or Cleveland. And now the big kids start showing up at the playground. and I keep getting told, well, you know, LA's not that good, the Chargers. Cincinnati's not that good. Heck, they can beat Baltimore. Wait, none of those teams tied a winless team. Uh, it's time to stop pretending the Steelers are any good because they are not. They had a couple chances to win the game today, most notably when they had first and goal at the five, and they didn't hand the ball to Najee once, and Mason Rudolph missed a wide open. Ray Ray McLeod in the end zone. Also, that play in overtime where Deontay Johnson fumbles. If he doesn't fumble, I feel pretty confident they get a field goal out of that. But it doesn't change the fact they tied an 0 and a team. You know, among the Tomlin losses, and I'm counting this as a loss because, again, Uh, Detroit's 0-8, now Uh, 0-8-1, it's the worst. I mean, losing to, like, Oakland and Gradkowski and Oakland with Terrell Pryor, this is worse than that. This is worse than any losses you can think of because, again, Detroit was 0-8. And more importantly, it feels like this tie has totally derailed their season. I'll be surprised if they can regroup from here. I'll be surprised if they beat either the Chargers or Cincinnati. And then after that, things get tougher still.
0: Got to agree with that, and I'll cut myself off at the pass. I might be preening about the 8-8-1 eight, eight, thing, but part of getting to 8-1 and one is to get 8 wins, and I don't know how they get to 8 wins given the rest of the schedule. Granted, those teams aren't very good, but one thing they haven't seen, Mark, in this improved play after they got off to the 1-3 and three start is good quarterbacks on the other side of the line of scrimmage. The best one they've seen during this stretch since 1-3 and three is Baker Mayfield, and they only managed to go, like we said, three zero and one in it. And now they get Justin Herbert. They get Burrow again. Baker again will probably be the worst this time of the quarterbacks that they see. That's quite a step up. And we know what it looked like when they played decent quarterbacks early in the season. Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Burrow. They lost all three of those games.
1: Yeah, and uh, I don't think Jared Goff stinks. I just think he stunk in this game against the Steelers. But the Lions rushed for over 200 yards. Uh, Barry Sanders was not their running back. And they missed tackle after tackle after tackle. That's the most frustrating thing about the Steelers, Tim, is not just that they stink, but the path they choose on route to stinking. Uh, You know, a lot of missed tackles, you know, uh, inopportune fumbles, drop passes. I'm sure we'll talk about Mason Rudolph in a second here, but he was – No box of chocolates, although I do not feel like he lost the game. Point is, the Steelers keep flunking football 101 over and over again, and how can that not possibly reflect on the coaching? Guys make mistakes, and they just keep trotting them out there. Devin Bush couldn't possibly be worse. He flat-out stinks. He's not a bust for a first-round draft pick. He's far worse than that. He's not a competent NFL linebacker. He can't tackle, can't cover. What else is there? But they just keep playing him. And don't tell me you can't play Robert Spillane ahead of him. There have been times in recent weeks when they have.
0: And you can't, if you're Tomlin, which he tried to do in the post-game press conference, simply say that the run game problems are limited to just tackling, as if that's a limitation. Boy, that's a big one. But it's beyond that, Mark. They're easily blocked at the second level. And up front, when they are blocked, they can't disengage from the blocks, and thus the holes were massive for those running backs to run through.
1: Yeah, Tim, I hate to go by anything Tomlin says to the media because, to me, every single word that comes out of his mouth is horse manure.
0: Does that include him saying that they couldn't give the ball to Harris in the red zone because there was a six-man front on the first down?
1: It especially includes that. (laughs)
0: Let's go through that sequence, and yeah, we will get to Mason Rudolph on the hole in just a little bit, but his worst throw of the day, and there were some bad ones, but the worst throw of the day, I thought, was missing an open Ray Ray McLeod in the end zone.
1: Yeah, there were a couple throws where we had a chance to like spring Deontay through a seam. And on a few of those, Deontay dropped him, so the blame doesn't go totally on Rudolph. But, yeah, I would have given the ball to Najee whether they had a six-man front or not in that first and goal from the five situation as opposed to throwing three straight passes and settling for the field goal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that should have been an easy touchdown to Ray Ray McCaw. I thought that Mason Rudolph looked like he was pushing the ball, like he was floating it. Like, it
0: just didn't have the proper zip on it. One thing that we didn't see today until overtime, and I wanted to see more of it, was him using the tight ends. They're down Juju. They're down Chase Claypool. They got Ebron back. Let's face it, Ebron and Juju can basically play the same position. You know, Juju's a good blocking wide receiver, Ebron's a poor blocking tight end. Just have him be Juju. And they didn't use those guys until overtime. Then they used him in overtime, and they both kind of screwed up along the way. I don't know what Ebron was doing with that leap. and (laughs) Him jumping looked like me trying to dunk on a regulation rim, Mark. And then Friermuth got some chances, but he fumbled. Yep, exactly. Which
1: certainly certainly, uh, puts a chink in his uh, rookie year legend armor. Uh, Again, they keep frunking football 101. They keep making mistakes that are really elementary, uh, rudimentary
0: parts of football. Back to the analysis of Rudolph on the whole. He was, what, 30 of 50 for 224, something like that. Well, 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 right, right there, Tim, that's the problem right there. Why is your backup
1: quarterback throwing 50 times, let alone 50 times in inclement weather?
0: Because they didn't get enough push up front with Najee Harris and they didn't stick with it to the degree that they did, say, against Cleveland when they were going against the you got to stick with it. you got to stick with it. If there's one thing that they have proven on both sides of the coin, good and bad, is that you got to stick with the running game, period. You
1: don't have a choice.
0: Because when they played against a better team in Cleveland, they stuck with it longer and look at the results that they got, even though they were only getting three and a half yards per carry. You could have had the same mentality in this game. Yeah, well, they won the game. Enough said. Yeah, exactly. And this game, like you said, I think it's a loss. We'll refer to it as a tie, but I don't know how you escape. the fact No, no, it's a, it's a loss. Yeah, they lost the game 16-16. We can't, we can't go old school hockey on this one, Mark, and say, well, you got a point out of the tie. So anytime you get a point in the National Hockey League, it's a good night.
1: Again, Tim, you agree with me, right? They just suck. They're not a good football team. We, we've been pretending they are because we want them to be, but they just stink. They're not very good. They don't have very many good players.
0: And I think they're going to get exposed over these last eight weeks. I keep falling back to the quarterbacks that they're going to play. There aren't, there's no single, I would say, bad quarterback that they're going to face the rest of the year.
1: Well, and where today's tie really damages them, I think they needed to get to six and three to even hang in there till the end of the season. I think if they would have been at 6-3, and three, they would have found a way to finagle at least a couple more wins and have a mathematical chance to make the playoffs going into the seasons last week, which frankly, Tim, is what I was rooting for because it is what's best for business. But what happened today was decidedly worst for business.
0: Anything in terms of big picture views of Mason Rudolph that you took away from this game? Like, should he continue to be number two or should it be Haskins?
1: No, he should continue to be number two. He didn't lose the game. In fact, I would he didn't say... He the game. Yeah. He didn't lose the
0: game. But I would say he completed at least two passes and was behind the line for two drives that could have resulted in field goal chances to win the game in overtime, especially the one if Johnson doesn't fumble. Well, he only got picked once, right? Yeah, it was a terrible pick, but he only got picked once. It was a
1: terrible pick, but he it wasn't like he was just, you know, giving the other team short fields. he He played roughly like you would expect a backup quarterback to play. Maybe on the low end of that spectrum, but roughly like you'd expect a backup quarterback to play.
0: Mark, this is going to feel to me like 2019, 2012, 2013, those eight and eight years where we knew that they weren't very good, but the AFC wasn't good enough to eliminate them early and they're going to float and hang around and drive us crazy.
1: Yeah, but some of the teams I keep hearing, you know, well, their record's not that good. Look who they lost to. Okay, Baltimore's record isn't what we expected, and they just lost to Miami, but they're better than Pittsburgh. Okay? You know, Pittsburgh beat Buffalo, but Buffalo is better than Pittsburgh. You know, we can, you can draw all these, you know, connect these dots mm-hmm. and make it seem like the Steelers are better than they are because this team beat that team and Pittsburgh beat the other team, but it's just not so. Trust your eyes. They stink.
0: Trust today. They They stink. Plenty more of the Steelers' Madden Benz Unfiltered tomorrow as we continue on the Madden Monday podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the app today or go to betrivers.com. On Unfiltered, we'll be able to get in depth on Penguins versus Capitals. We're taping in advance of that tonight, so we'll save some of that conversation for tomorrow. But, Mark, uh, what'd you think of how they lost against Ottawa 6 to 3? Again, I was talking about good ties. They could have had a, a point from that game and lost, and given the other point back to Ottawa, I still wouldn't have been happy, let alone losing 6-3. to three.
1: Well, they were up 5-0. I mean, excuse me, they trailed 5-0. I mean, that's disgraceful against a team that was COVID-ridden, although the Penguins are COVID-ridden too, but Ottawa's just not a very good hockey team. It, it, it really is similar to the result the Steelers had against Detroit. Uh, just very disappointing. I don't see the Penguins as a playoff team right now. Maybe when some of their uh, COVID and injured guys get back. They convinced me otherwise, but they don't look like a playoff team.
0: What about the rest of the East? Do you see Florida as the best team? Is it Carolina? Who are the Penguins uh, tracking? I up?
1: see Tampa Bay as the best team because, uh, they have the best goalie and one of the very few great goalies in hockey with Vasilevsky in terms of the Metro division. I think you'd have to say uh, Carolina's the best team, wouldn't you? uh, Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, the Rangers and Devils in Philadelphia, and it's certainly early days, but they're all playing better than I expected or hoped for.
0: And we have to bite the reality here that the Penguins are going on the road for 12 of 16. Or I take that back. Is it 12 of 16? It might be 11 of 15 now after the Ottawa game, but they've got a huge swath of road games coming They've got
1: out. a lot of road games, Tim, and that ain't good.
0: No, it isn't. After they've got so many home games to start, and they didn't put enough points in the bank as far as I'm concerned for those.
1: Yeah, and you know, the fans, and maybe even the locker room too, although I don't know, but the fans act like, well, it's only November. First off, since 2005-06, Uh, the first year back after the lockout, 75% of the teams that were in the playoffs on Thanksgiving made the playoffs. So ever since the loser point got put in, and I think it got put in a few years before 05-06, but with the loser point, it gets late early. Uh, Second off, this ain't like 2016 where they were going to make the playoffs no matter what because they were just that good. You know, people tend to project what happened when they were better than this to now when they're not as good as then.
0: Finally, Mark, I want to get to one more thing before we get to your big announcement from this past week. What would you think when you saw the story come out from baseball circles that the Pirates might be trading Brian Reynolds? Is there a more Pirate move? I, I don't think I think that was blown out of proportion. I don't think they'll be trading Brian Reynolds this offseason anyway.
1: But uh, apparently teams are lining up to make offers. But yeah. those are two different things, aren't they? I. I just think that, that we're foolish if we think Reynolds would even consider signing an extension past his free past his uh, free agency. He's not going to give up even one year of free agency to stay with this moribund organization.
0: Well, that's fair. And I guess I shouldn't have phrased it the way that I did. But in a way, Mark, it's almost damning that the thought could be had that they would trade a Brian Reynolds at this point. Well,
1: you see, that's the damage that nothing has done to the franchise in terms of being Ever again, a credible contender, the way he's run the team, no one will ever again sign a contract extending past their free agency. That literally will never happen again and boy, don't you got to have somebody do that sooner or later if you're going to have a good team?
0: Yes, and if it has to be somebody beyond Andrew McCutcheon who was the last guy he's the last guy, period, Mark, tell everybody your big news if they missed the announcement this week.
1: I always forget what it is. Uh, <laughs> But no, I'm doing a podcast with Ric Flair, and it will—the first episode will be taped uh, Monday this week, and it will drop Wednesday. Now, keep in mind, I'm saying that is the scheduled taping and dropping, because you never know what can happen with the H. Everything
0: will be scheduled, right, with the Nature Boy?
1: Right. Don't get me wrong. If things go as planned, and I, I have reason to believe they will. Uh, it will be awesome because, you know, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. Nobody's a better
0: talker. Nobody
1: has more stories.
0: All right, Mark, we look forward to that. And uh, what else do we have on the show aside from the death of the Steelers season as we know it?
1: Uh, Who knows, Tim? It's a little early to consider that. (laughs) But, But, yeah, I mean, I just think that we need to accept them as they are. But I know we won't. I know that by halfway through my show tomorrow, people have talked themselves into thinking that they're still a playoff team. They're not a playoff team. They will not make the playoffs. Write it down. You heard it here.
0: You know what you're going to hear, Mark? Yeah, but look at the Browns. Yeah, but look at the Ravens. That's all you're going to get for three hours. Well, then maybe they'll beat the Browns and Ravens and there won't be no problem, Tim. Mark Madden, he'll be on 3 until 6 on Monday. Make sure you check him out on 105.9 The X. Read him at Trib Live. Listen to his new podcast, with Rick Flair, and check us out tomorrow. Madden Ben's unfiltered on the Trib's Facebook live stream. And we are brought to you again by Bet Rivers.
1: Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Presented by Rivers Casino, Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler.
0: The VEASAN Midseason football special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Hey Sarah, I love
1: that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool.